Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Wild Yoga Tribe podcast. I'm your host, Lily Allen Duenas. Together, we'll talk about the world of yoga and we'll talk to people from around the world. Join us for authentic conversations about the global yoga ecosystem, and we'll cover yoga philosophies and methodologies along the way. Inhale, exhale. We're about to dive in. Welcome everyone to this episode of the Wild Yoga Tribe. Today I'm welcoming Sabrina Neitzel. She's from Stuttgart, Germany, but now is teaching yoga in Dubai. I'm so excited to welcome her onto the podcast today because she is a fellow international yoga teacher, someone who has taught yoga in Europe and Asia, and as I said, now in Dubai. She teaches Astanga, Vinyasa yoga, yin yoga, power yoga, pranayama, and meditation, and is now teaching space yoga, which I'm really excited to learn more about. She's also a plant-based yogi, and she's been plant-based for 10 years and has completed a vegan raw food cooking course in the school of Matthew Kenny, now called Plant Lab in Menace Beach, Los Angeles, and has become a vegan raw food chef and is a plant-based nutritionist. So uh, as you can tell, Sabrina is fascinating, just such an interesting person that I can't wait to dive more into her history and what she's teaching and her journey. So I hope you Join me in welcoming Sabrina onto the show. Thank you so much for having me. Wonderful. So I would love to hear a bit more about how you got started on your path of yoga. Yeah. So actually, first I started with uh, meditation. No, actually, first I started to become plant-based because um, I was always like, I don't know, I was always like fascinated with the body and being healthy and why sometimes we create sicknesses and you know, like they just appear so random in, in, in us humans. And then people just say, oh, it is like this, you know, but like, I always wanted to know why. So then I started to research and I became plant-based because it made the most sense for me. I'm not telling that everyone has to go plant-based. I think like a balanced diet is like the key, but uh, for me, it made the most sense. And I feel the best when I eat plant-based. Yeah. Then just um, I became plant-based. I started meditating first and I did all of these things, like I said, because I was so fascinated with health. And in this time, I also went like through depression, anxiety. Um, I was working as an accountant at this time in Germany and um, I was not happy at all. Like uh, I didn't know what to do with my life, with myself. I really like, I literally, I woke up in the morning, I started crying and like, you know, and you don't know why. So you search help from somewhere. And then, yeah, so I switched my diet. I meditated and I felt so much better. Like my life, I don't know. I only did those two things. I didn't even know anything about manifestation or affirmations or this kind of things. I only switched uh, my diet to put clean food into my body and to meditate. And I already felt so much better. Yeah, like a few years later, like everything was okay after I started. Like I felt a little bit better. But then a few years later, um, again, something happened in my life where I really felt bad about, you know, and I felt, thought, okay, that's it. Like I cannot deal anymore. And then um, one of my friends said, yeah, you're doing a meditation and you're vegan. So you should also do yoga. 
And I was always so into sport. Um, I did all kinds of sport, tennis, CrossFit, gym, swimming, whatever. Like, you know, I was the biggest sports person. But yoga, I tried it maybe one, two times. I didn't really connect to the teachers. I thought it's only for hippies, blah, blah, blah. And then um, my friend said, no, you have to do yoga. I'm sure it will help you. I'm like, okay, let's try this yoga. So I Googled in the internet and I found like one teacher training in uh, Thailand. But at this time, I didn't know it's a teacher training and I didn't know how the teacher trainings looks like. So I only booked a ticket the next day at 5 a.m. The next day at 5 a.m., uh, I had a flight to Thailand and I thought, okay, I will have maybe, I don't know, one hour a day yoga and the rest of the day I will just chill on the beach and have cocktails, whatever. <laughs> and uh, no, but then it was like a proper training, you know, and also Ashtanga. So Ashtanga was so hardcore and like, because I have all this history of depression and anxiety and everything, I'm like the biggest drama queen you can imagine. So only after one hour, like the first session in the morning when I arrived, only after one hour of Ashtanga, I felt like newborn. So I really felt this peace in my life, which I never felt before. And even now talking about it, I get goosebumps because I really like still remember like how bad I felt in the evening and still in the plane to Thailand. And then when I was there, only one hour of yoga, it was amazing. And then I thought, okay, like if it helps me, then it can help so many other people. And yeah, this is how I decided to become a yoga teacher. And it was like really the best month in my life. I agree that yoga teacher trainings are practically the best month of your life. It's yeah. transformative. It's like they strip you down to kind of the, yeah. the, the root of who you are. And then they let you kind of build back up in this organic, fresh, new, energetic way. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Like it was so magical. Like when people ask me, oh, should I do a yoga teacher training? I'm like, yes, yes, do it. Like it's the best experience because like the only thing you do there is just yoga. You have yoga from 5 a.m. in the morning until 6 or 7 p.m. with maybe one hour rest in between. Then all these teachers come from all over the world and it's like just, wow the best. Yeah. And then the yoga philosophy and the history and all of the methodologies kind of rolling around in your head, I think also helps you kind of do a lot of introspective work. But I would love for Sabrina, if you wouldn't mind just explaining a little bit about what Ashtanga yoga is to our listeners in case somebody is not familiar with it. Yeah, of course. Ashtanga yoga uh, is always the same sequence um, of the same poses, the same exercises. You have like... um, uh, 10 sun salutations on the beginning. And then afterwards you have like a, a whole sequence for like one hour. This is the, for the beginners. Um, and then you have the, for the more advanced people, the primary series, it's, I think one and a half hours or even a little bit more, always the same poses and the asanas. Once you know which asanas to do and you remember And then you connect the posture, the asanas with your breath and with your gaze. It's like a moving meditation, like literally. And that's why I feel it's so powerful. I mean, I teach other styles of yoga too. I teach mostly here power yoga, vinyasa, yin yoga, which is also completely amazing. I love it. But uh, Ashtanga yoga is just like different. And you have the special breath, which you use. It's called the Ujjayi breath. 
you inhale from your nose, exhale from your nose, and you press the air and the tongue against your throat. So it makes it sound like the ocean. Also a little bit like Darth Vader, I'm sure you know. And um, this breath is also very powerful. You use it through the whole Ashtanga practice. So you hear yourself breathing. It's very calming, very soothing, relaxing. Obviously, the breath brings you back into the present moment, the only place where life exists. And um, it heats your blood from the inside and you flush out all the toxins. So afterwards, you're like newborn. That's the best. Also, like you should not uh, listen to music while you do Ashtanga. The only music you have is your breath. So it's so amazing how your breath sounds, how you're into the practice. When Once you know the positions, the poses, the asanas, it's just like amazing. It's like a dance, you know? And um, yeah, because when you do vinyasa, especially when I teach my classes, like I said, like I really love it. And sometimes at home, I also do vinyasa, like, but then you play music. And also students, they love to listen to music while we are teaching. And, uh, yeah, then you're, but then you're more distracted. It's not like really, you're more focused on the music. You're not really in the present. And that's why I feel Ashtanga is so powerful for me because I really follow all the rules. And, uh, then you're really just with yourself in the present moment. And that's actually the whole practice of meditation, right? To be in the present moment. Yes. I did a lot of Ashtanga in Rishikesh in India. And I agree. It's just this cleansing process of the body mm -hmm. and all the rules, all the structure. Uh, for some people, it can feel like constrictive, but I think that those yeah. constraints are there to help us, as you said, just completely connect to the breath and to purify and cleanse our energy because with yeah. every precision movement, precision and with the, you're able to anticipate once you know the sequence as well, you're able just to melt and, and release all kind of thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. That's very nice. Yeah. You really melt into the <laughs> sequence. It's so nice. Yeah. No, I'm, I also want to go to Rishikesh, by the way. Would love to talk to you, Sabrina. I'm also a vegan. I'm also a plant-based nutritionist, uh, but I haven't done any of these uh, raw food cooking courses or um, the awesome school uh, plant lab you went to, would you like to talk a little bit more about your experiences? So many people, they come to me, they want to detoxify their body. They want to change their diet, whatever. And then they say, yeah, okay, but I cannot be vegan. Like, like I only eat plant-based food. But um, for other people, I feel like, okay, if they have, I don't know, five times a week, for example, they eat plant-based and the other two days they can eat fish or whatever they want to eat, you know, then it's still fine. In my experience, because when I was younger and I didn't know anything about like what to eat and how to eat the right way, I was just eating literally everything. So for me, it was like, okay, whatever, I can eat a pizza, I can eat a burger, and, you know, like it doesn't matter. But then I had like, I always had the flu. I always had migraine attacks, like at least two times um, a week. And um, I was always tired. And like I said, depression, anxiety, it can also stem from, you know, bad food. Because obviously, if you put that, that food in your body, you feel that from inside. If you put, put alive food, clean food in your body, this is how you will feel. Fresh, awake, alive. You will look, you know, vibrant and... Then when I went to a plant lab, like to Los Angeles, I didn't want to be a chef. I was working as a chef as well because Matthew Kinney, he's the, he created plant lab. Um, he has like restaurants all over the world in New York city. I'm sure you know him. 
Uh, he's like the most famous uh, raw food chef uh, in the world. So he's restaurants everywhere. And uh, over the restaurant in Los Angeles, he has the, um, the cooking school. So I was working after, um, after the class. I was working in the restaurant for one month and it was so hard. <laughs> I respect all the chefs and all the like helpers. Oh, that's amazing. I've never been raw food before. <laughs> that's always been a little bit um, intimidating for me to just be 100% raw. I would love to hear too of, about face yoga. I've never interviewed someone before who does face yoga. So could you tell our listeners a little bit about what face yoga is? Um, define it and then uh, just tell us how you got started with it. Face yoga, how did I get started? I, Ah, yeah, I saw it. Obviously, like in YouTube, I saw people doing, you know, all this weird, funny uh, exercises for the face. And I'm like, okay, let me try. I mean, I like to try all these weird things. So why not also face yoga? Yeah, I think I did one session. It was maybe 40 minutes long, just from YouTube. And wow, like the changes I saw in my face. Like it was really, really so incredible. Like uh, first you do one side to check and then you see the other side and you really see like, it's more lifted. There's not so much, you know, water inside. You're not so puffy anymore. You look more awake. Face yoga is amazing because actually it makes sense. Um, the same way we have to exercise our body, we have to exercise our face too, right? Our face muscles. Yeah, it's uh, really, it's amazing. And I have also so many clients, like the wrinkles disappeared. I mean, not completely, obviously, but like, you know, got more like clean and smooth and the features of the face changed. and. Um, yeah, I love it. I really enjoy it. It's really nice. So is it massaging your own face as well as doing certain kind of exercises, like tensing the jaw, relaxing, tensing, relaxing? Is that what it's kind yeah, of you like? Have this, you have these exercises. You can uh, massage with your fingers. And you also have uh, certain tools, you know, the gua sha or the roller. Yeah, I love gua sha so much. Yeah, I'm the right. biggest gua sha nerd. I feel like, I, I mean, why did we not discover this? Like, or why wasn't I using this for the last 10 years or something? It's, it's just like, a, <laughs> me too. So nice. And I love I using know. it kind of on the, my neck and on that upper part of the shoulder. Yeah. So if there's any tension, it really helps also kind of self-massage yes. if you have cervical spine tension. It's really like a nice way to tune in with your body. I don't know, just like to see how you feel around your neck. Like you said, if you have tension to see if you're holding on to something, it's really nice, like nice, like just to connect to yourself because we never take the time to just be with ourselves. And while you do it, you obviously look into the mirror Um, you can just like say to yourself, nice words, nice affirmations. I love you. You're beautiful. It's so nice. I just love it. Oh, and do you have a favorite time of day, Sabrina, to do your face yoga? I love to do everything I can in the morning. I love to wake up super early. Usually uh, I try to wake up like by 6.30, 6.37. And then I just do like my morning ritual. I do it super long if I have time. If I have to rush, then it gets a little bit shorter. But yeah, I really like to do it in the morning. So I also would love to hear a little bit about Theta Healing. Um, I know that you offer that. Um, is that that's private sessions, right? One-on-one? Yeah, yeah. This is one-on-one. Uh, this also was very interesting because I was living before in a shared villa for like one year here in Dubai. It was, I think, three years back. 
And um, then uh, we always had like, it was like like a small community. It, it was called House of Om. And um, we always had like some free events, different people from all over the world. They are coming and they teach like different kinds of things. Yoga, healing, Reiki, meditation, whatever, everything. And um, I uh, attended like a lot of those sessions. But like, okay, it was very hard for me to connect like you know to certain teachers or like to the practice i did some reiki and this kind of things but uh, it never worked for me i don't know i don't know and then one time there was this brazilian uh, lady she came she came and uh, my friend said oh this brazilian lady is coming and she's doing theta healing and you should try it and I really didn't expect anything. I'm like, okay, another like healing technique, which doesn't work. I don't know, whatever. And she's like, yeah, I will do it for you. And it's even for free and whatever. Okay. So in this healing technique on the beginning, I didn't really understand what she's doing, but she uh, was, um, she was working on my dad because she did a test with me before. If we have to work on my mom or on my dad and somehow it came out. I have to work like on my dad's side. So she did like this meditation with me and was saying some prayers and whatever. And I'm like, okay, good. Then it was done after maybe 20 minutes. I didn't feel anything. I mean, the relationship with my dad, it was, yeah, not really like the best, you know? And, um, I mean, we tried, like, I love my parents too much, like over everything, but it was not like, you know, the best relationship with my father. And um, then I think two years later, or even one and a half years later, um, I realized, oh my God, like I'm talking to my dad and you know, like we're best friends and I'm like, what happened? And how did this happen? You know, it was so strange. All of a sudden I'm like, but, but what happened? And then I rem remembered, I'm like, oh, I did this data healing with this girl. I'm like, cool. Okay, let me work on whatever, maybe my mom or something, you know. So I called her. I'm like, hey, where are you? Can we do the same session? But maybe on my mother or something. She's like, yeah, actually, she was in, uh, uh, she moved to California. And she's like, actually, we can, uh, I'm doing a teacher training in Theta Healing. And it's in Dubai timing over Zoom. And it was, I think, no, it was before quarantine. Yeah, of course. So then I'm like, okay, I booked the teacher training and uh, then I learned from her. And yeah, it's amazing. Like basically what it is, theta healing is uh, we have different uh, brainwaves in our brain, theta, alpha, beta, gamma. Theta brainwave is the state where you're in hypnosis or when you, right after you wake up, and it's very easy to access the subconscious mind. For example, if people have, they come with me with certain problems, I don't know, for example, they have fears or, you know, all of us, we know by now about manifestation and law of attraction, but sometimes things don't manifest the way we want to manifest or they just simply don't manifest. And why? Because people have like limiting beliefs in their mind, usually. And these beliefs, they can come from childhood or from something which happened like at some point in your life or even from past lives I believe in past life and you know all these things and then you um, just work with people like why it's like a psychology session you ask them why and you try to find the reason and then afterwards you put the people in um, 
in a meditation and you access the theta brainwave and then you go into the subconscious mind and you change their limiting beliefs, you uh, replace them with benefiting beliefs. And it's also nice, you know, like once, you know, because people, they have fears or anything limiting beliefs, but they don't know why. And just to find out why they have it, it's already like, you know, a big step ahead. Then you know, oh yeah, this is why, why. And actually it's not real, you know, it's all like in our head, you know, it's not us who we are today. Very cool. So when you're um, helping them replace these limiting beliefs, is it through verbal, um, like in yoga nidra, where you're kind of repeating things um, over and over, or is it more through energy or through something that's going on in the session itself? It's more energy. You take the energy of the highest power there is while the person is in meditation and the highest power, obviously is the universe or God whatever you want to, or whatever you believe in. And um, then you work with this highest power. Like it's not you actually who is doing the things. Like it's the universe or God. Okay. And then, uh, then you just ask the universe or God to replace um, the limiting beliefs with the right beliefs to this person. And you just visualize the whole process. Yeah. And then it's done. <laughs> That's amazing. It's more like energy work. Yeah. Got it. And do most of your clients need to do multiple sessions or like you, is it this kind of spontaneous change that occurs in just one session? Well, sometimes it's really only one session. Yeah. Sometimes it depends on what kind of problem you have or what you want to work on. Sometimes people, they come for one thing, but then they're like, no, actually we want to work on this, this, this. And also during the session, you find out I actually have to work on you know, certain areas of your life. That makes complete sense. So Sabrina, one of my favorite, it's a, it's a small question, but one of my favorite questions to ask um, is for you, how do you define yoga? So if I just gave you the sentence, yoga is, and you had to fill in the blank, um, how would you do that? Yoga is what? Yoga is magic. <laughs> no, I just think yoga is good for your soul. Yoga is yeah, it's just yoga is magic. Yoga is good for your soul. Yeah, when people come to me, they always ask, okay, do I get uh, a skinny body or whatever? I'm like, yes, yes, you get all of these things. But the most important part is how you feel when you practice yoga and how, just how you feel from inside. You feel more strong, more confident, more in peace with yourself. The peace I feel when I do yoga, it's just everything is okay and you can manage everything. You're more compassionate with yourself, with your body, and with other people. And um, also like with other people, for example, you are not anymore so stressed about things you would usually maybe stress about. So funny. Also, my mom recently started yoga. <laughs> and then my dad said, when then she stopped a little bit. And then my dad said, you should do yoga again. Because if you do yoga, you're more, you know, more like in peace and more calm. So yeah, it's just yoga is so good for your soul. That's funny you say that. My husband is very similar. Whenever I'm kind of feeling really anxious or antsy or kind of stirred up, he's like, honey, do you want to go meditate? And while it's a, it's a little like sometimes annoying, it's often like, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> it really yeah. Helps. Yeah. It helps. Like really, it's incredible. 
And I thought that your definition of yoga was so awesome. Just saying it's just magic because I think there is a lot of those elements to yoga that you, you can't really explain and you don't really expect. And it's just so surprising that it feels just like magic because it came out of nowhere. You don't really understand it, but there's these effects of it. And, yeah. and that's the magic. People like, you know, they want an explanation, like, how do I feel? What do I get? They care so much, like how their body looks, but I don't know, like just the feeling, like it's so hard to explain. And sometimes you want to explain it. Like I have to explain it every day to people. And sometimes I feel like I sound like a crazy person (laughs) because sometimes it's so unbelievable, but I'm like, okay, whatever. Don't listen to me. What I'm saying, just practice, practice for one week every day. And then you see the benefits yourself. I like that because also I, I try to remind my students, the asana is the teacher. Like I'm, I might be standing there and telling you and explaining it, but really there's no better teacher than the actual asana itself. Yes, that's so true. So Sabrina, what is it like to teach yoga in Dubai? I imagine that you have such a diverse clientele and the yoga studio you teach in looks gorgeous. So I would just love to hear a little bit more about it. Yeah, I mean, first of all, Dubai is an amazing place. Like, oh my God, I just love it. I really fall in love. Um, I'm here now since six years and everywhere I travel, I always want to come back to Dubai. Like I'm always happy to be here, but then um, to teach here, I mean, you have people from all over the world, people from UK, India, Iran, Saudi, here, the locals, the Emiratis, Germans, everything, everything like your clients, every time they're different because also people who come here for holidays, they go for yoga. So it's so nice to see all these people from all over the world. Yeah, it's nice. Like, I really enjoy it. Very cool. And the studio you teach with, it seems like your yoga teachers are from all over the world too, which I think is probably a gorgeous community to be a part of. Yes, yes, yes. No, we are really from everywhere. We have people, like I said, like a lot of teachers are from India, of course. And it's really nice to see because, I mean, you did um, yoga in uh, India, but I didn't. So like, but to see like the people who are teaching there from India, they have such a nice way of teaching and they really go so deep. So in detail, it's not like this modern Western, like I said before with music, it's really like discipline and the way they explain it, like I, in my um, studio, there's one guy, he's like a guru. (laughs) He's a guru. I think he has answers for everything. And they make all so much sense, you know, and um, just like to talk to him. It's like, wow, I just want to sit there and ask him all these questions. And yeah, I completely agree because how sometimes the Indian teachers describe something, it's like they take the most complicated, biggest life question and they answer it in five words. And yes, you just you get hit in the chest and in the heart. You're like, that makes complete sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Sabrina, are there any current projects that you're working on that you'd like to tell us about, whether that's a teacher training course you're taking or you're offering or any retreats or anything? hundred percent. I wanted to do a teacher training actually with my friend. We wanted to do it in uh, Egypt, but uh, okay, right now because of Corona and everything, it didn't happen. Then uh, with my other friend, I'm planning now something, but it's in Ibiza. Because I was living in Ibiza for a while in Spain. So uh, I'm a little bit connected to this place. And it's also like such a magical island. Like people think, okay, it's about party and whatever. But no, like if you really like um, 
if you don't do party and you really like discover all these other amazing places, you know, the nature and everything and the beaches. And it also has like so many interesting people, Ibiza. <laughs> so, yeah. And they have so much yoga also there. So I'm working now on this one. And obviously, uh, oh, one day I'm planning to have my own center with yoga, meditation, just like everything. <laughs> like mm. a small shop with and a small juice bar and yeah so do you want to um just mention are you doing any courses online are you offering any online classes or is everything in the studio in dubai right now i am uh, re uh, redesigning my website so now it's off yeah but um i think next week we will relaunch it and um then you can access um and you can buy my classes for example, like yoga for back pain, and it's like so cheap, like everyone can like get it, it's super affordable. And it's like a different kind of yoga classes, different kind of meditations, um, recipes, and all these things. When your website's relaunched, uh, what's the URL for it? I'll make sure to have it in the show notes and link to it on my website, wildyogatribe.com. But you just want to, is it your name or a different URL? It's uh, binaactive.com. And so if anybody wants to reach out and follow you on Instagram or on social media, is there um, a, a platform that you like the most and would like to tell our listeners it's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, Instagram, of course. Like okay. uh, Instagram and then soon also my website. But the Instagram, like all the time, Sabrina, Biliana and Dash, right? Uh, underscore. Underscore, yeah. Sabrina, Biliana, underscore. Perfect. Sorry, I'm still, I'm still a German. No problem. Um, so yes, in the show notes and everywhere, if you want to get in, in touch with Sabrina and learn about her courses and her offerings, Instagram is a great way to do it. She has a beautiful profile, um, a lot of inspirational quotes on there as well, which is always nice to get into your day. And um, yeah, I'll have those links so you don't have to worry about spelling anything correctly. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Sabrina, for taking time to be with me today. It has been such a joy to connect with you, learn about your journey. And it was just amazing for me to hear and learn more about Theta Healing and face yoga and about your journey uh, with plant-based and raw cooking. Thank you so much for having me. It was so nice to meet you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Wild Yoga Tribe with Sabrina from Germany. Now she's teaching in Dubai, and I hope you enjoyed learning about all the awesome things we got to touch on today, from face yoga to theta healing to raw, uh, raw food and plant-based nutrition. I think my conversation with Sabrina was um, really fascinating from so many different elements and aspects of yoga. And of course, don't forget yoga is magic. Thank you so much for joining me and be well. Thank you for being on this journey with me. It has been a privilege to be with you. I know that your time is precious and I am both humbled and honored that you chose to spend your time with me here on the Wild Yoga Tribe podcast. As you are on your own inner journey, remember that you are not alone. There are so many of us on this path to awakening, this path of self-discovery and expansion, and we are right here alongside you. 
Remember to hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you feel called, please share this episode with someone that you think could benefit from it. Leaving a review would also be so appreciated. If you're on social media, I am there too at the Wild Yoga Tribe. You can tap into all the amazing resources on my website, thewildyogatribe.com, and you can meditate with me on Insight Timer and get your flow on with me on my YouTube channel where I've recorded free yoga classes. If you would like to schedule a private yoga or meditation class with me or a coaching session, you can find the link to do so to book in the show notes or on my website, again, thewildyogatribe.com. Thank you once again, dear listener, for being with me. May your day be light and bright. May you be peaceful and happy and led on the right path, free of suffering and free of sorrow. Be well, dear one. Be well. Mm -hmm.